R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. Have you ever heard of vision boarding? It's a great technique to achieve your goals, but how about as a tool to get someone back to work quicker? Dr. Claire tells us about that and some other out of the box ideas in our final part of our four part series with her. She's changing the industry one injured worker at a time. Dr. Claire Musselman, thanks for being back with us for episode, actually part four of our four-part series, talking about really holistically changing the workers' comp world and industry uh, through empowerment and through focusing on the injured worker. This has been great. We've gotten great comments from folks that listen to this podcast that this has been uh, the best series yet. And uh, I've done 26 or 27 of them. And so it can't be me. It's got to be you. So thank you so much for your time and and everything that you've, you've given us and your insights. One of the things we kind of finished off with, we were talking about empowerment and we were talking about how to get people kind of on board with the program. You've gotten people on board with this program before you have some success stories and I think that's really the best way to put a exclamation point at the end of what we're talking about is some success stories so what can you share with us absolutely so thank you for having me back I really enjoyed this you're a wonderful host and it's very fun to be here with you thanks so when we look at success stories I think it's really how we've changed the narrative as a whole in the teams that I've gotten the ability to be a part of Um, These teams have been amazing human beings that really see the bigger picture into the insurance industry and workers' compensation as a whole. So when we look at the intent and the purpose of insurance, insurance is to restore the livelihood of people. So the stories that we get to tell in workers' compensation are being single-handed game changers that change the trajectory of someone's life to make meaning, purpose, and value out of somebody's very worst day. And there's so much power in that. And so when we look at how we use empowerment in our team at NARS and what we've done previously in some of my other groups is really taking that empowerment into giving choice, options, and availability to people when choice, options, and availability aren't necessarily the way that the focus has been previously. So when we talk about choice, we had a group in my prior life that decided to take a vision boarding class. And you know, with it being the new year, this is like the thing that everyone is doing and they're sharing them on social media and whatnot. And so one of our leaders decided that she was going to have us all do a vision boarding class so that we could help our injured workers understand how to use visualization as a success tool for their healing mechanisms. The thing is, we get so fixated in this industry about job descriptions and can you do that job and what can't you do or what and we really should be thinking about what can you do. But a lot of times people have these things called hobbies that are outside of the work environment, yet they are very similar to the tasks that you need to complete in the work dynamic. But we choose to focus on the person in a holistic capacity versus focusing the injured worker only in their work environment. And so by focusing it in this capacity and using an illustrative visualization technique, we could have better conversations, enhanced communication, and an actual visualization of where we were headed throughout the process, all because the workers recovery specialist chose to pay attention to the human being on that other side versus just thinking it as a claim Mm -hmm. and checking the boxes to move forward. What if we taught our injured workers how to showcase, what do you wanna be after your work comp plan? Well, let's get some photos, let's put them out and tell me what they're like. That's it's perfect. a very unique technique. Yeah. 
fascinating and very fun to see it actually work. But and it's, and I it's can't great. tell you any other organization that teaches their uh, quote unquote adjusting team how, how to vision board, right? And yeah. with their injured workers. So well, and, concept. and it got to give you credit for finding those people to be on the team that are willing to do that. Because I am sure that there's people that you get on teams that, that, that are hired that, that are just like, come on. That, you know, we talked about that in one of our other episodes is, you know, you, you have to have the right people on board that are willing to try different things to be successful and, and think outside the box. And, and if you're not willing to be on the train, then then it's not gonna work out. And, and that's that's a tough decision sometimes. Well, and I will tell you that you sometimes just need to give people the ability, again, when we look at choice, choice mm. and empowerment, this, I will tell you, this leader is fantastic, still over there leading, and I think we'll celebrate 43 years with the organization. Wow, that's unheard so, of. There are amazing ideas everywhere. People mm -hmm. need choice and they need to feel empowered to be able to suggest these ideas. Because a lot of times, I think that, uh, what is it, Eric Thomas says, the greatest, the, what is it, the wealth of knowledge is, is in the graveyard. Something like that. I'm totally butchering the quote. <laughs> like the most wealthy place is the graveyard because there you will find all of the ideas that never came to fruition mm -hmm. and whatnot. So we as leaders within an within an organization or within the workers' compensation space have to start turning around, opening our ears and using active listening versus always trying to bark out orders. Mm -hmm. Well, we should do it this way or no, the laws say this. Statutes and regulations should be a foundation and all the extra stuff like using visualization and vision boarding as a technique with injured workers that should be the stuff that separates out your insurance companies and your TPAs. The ones mm -hmm. that are willing to go above and beyond to make your employees feel like they are valued and they're actually human beings because it makes all the difference in the world from a healing process. And in turn, the insurance companies and the TPAs that allow these type of ideas help create meaning and purpose in a completely different way because it expands what we have been, um, what do I want to use? kind of beaten into us about what we're supposed to do in our jobs and it gets them to be creative and artistic in ways that we never imagined possible because we simply just hadn't tried it who would have ever thought that creativity would be a job description of a of a uh, of a workers comp adjuster we get resistance on our our end when we're getting injured workers into our program at reemployability I'm sure that there are injured workers that offer resistance when you're trying to be as proactive and empowering as you are uh, at NARS. Tell us a, a story of someone that you were able to overcome, you were able to get to overcome some of that resistance if you have one. So there is a gentleman who I have gotten to work with multiple times who's amazing and uh, isn't at NARS, but fantastic human being that I've got, had the privilege of being on the same team with. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman was not able to return to his employer. And so we were moving forward with a, a third party partner to help us find this person employment. And what we ended up doing was trying to explain the why. Because he's like, you know, I'm not going back to work. I'm just gonna be a perm total. And he's like, I don't want to be a perm total. That's not really what I want to do. And so this gentleman with this workers recovery specialist was really working with him on, okay, so tell me, like, what are you, what are you interested in? And you know what, like taking it again into, all right, so you're not going to return with your employer because they're not going to take you back because of your restrictions. All right, well, what what are you interested in? Like, let's go back to kindergarten. What did you want to be when you grew up? And so this person, he was like, hey, can I just send me your resume? Let's take a look. So they go through his resume and find out this guy has like a master's in social work. Like, that's not what it was, but it was a master's in something. 
And so they start going through and we end up going through like this third party and we are working in tandem with a group to try and find this gentleman a, a career path that will be suitable with his work restrictions moving forward. And he ends up getting the job that he intended to want out of college anyway. Now that's wow. not the way his career path went, but you know, I think he was 42 years old. It was on mm -hmm. the East Coast. I remember some of the details of this, but it was awesome because I remember when he got the job offer, the voicemail that came through to our workers empowerment, sorry, workers recovery specialist was intense. It was, I got my dream job. Thank you for taking the time to just ask me the right questions. And it really was about that because again, it's going about, all right, so who's that person on the other line? Who is that? Like, is family important to them? What interests them? Because you know what? Maybe the career path that he was currently on, all right, so he gets injured. All right, sometimes the world forces you to get uncomfortable to go do what you were really intended to do. Mm -hmm. And I believe that those things happen all the time. Mm -hmm. But this was the time where an adjuster doesn't necessarily have to do that. You know, you can just be like, okay, well, we're going to move you into Vogue or we're going to try and get you another job or whatever it might be. And again, it's always very state specific, but generally, you know, and then it gets turned over and there's not a lot of communication. This person really took an investment of in, in his injured worker because he cared about him as a human being, human to human, what would you want? Finds out he's got like a master's that wasn't being utilized and is able to capitalize on that to get him a job that he ended up making more money at than he was previously working. Mm -hmm. So he gets what he wanted, a better salary, which could and could not have been important to him at that point but it ends up being a successful story for that person. And this is going above and beyond what the normal scope of the job is, but from the ripple effect and the impact and what that says, like, again, on the on the insurance side, that's great for the employer, mm -hmm. but it's also an amazing thing to do in that adjusting space of mm -hmm. making good things happen for people and taking a very uncomfortable, unbelievable, vulnerable time where somebody wasn't planning on getting injured, gets injured, can't go back to their job, but holy cow, wait, here's a whole new career path and let us help you get there. What a terrific, that, I mean, when doors close, other doors open and that's just, and you know what's, and I, if you're just listening to this, you can't see Dr. Claire like beaming when she tells this story. Um, we, we do have clips on YouTube that you can check out, but um, to close things up, I'm curious with you, you were just in Florida for a, a session on kind of rejuvenating yourself, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, you know. You have incredible power. You, you have an incredible um, uh, power about you that is uh, a, attracting and energy is the word I'm looking for, right? And and positive outlook. And how do you maintain that? Because it's very easy <laughs> for people in your type of position. Sure. I, I mean, I try to stay as a sales leader. I try to stay positive and happy for everybody and moving people forward. But there's times when I wake up and I go, oh, gosh, I don't want to do that today. How do you do that? So I will tell you one of the, so we actually funny that you're going to say that. So we were just talking about burnout um, at this, at this, it was the workers compensation wellness retreat. It was its fifth annual. Avon does a great job of putting it on. It's been owned by a couple of different organizations, but it's fantastic. So if you're in the work comp industry and this is an amazing thing in January, every year, I live in Iowa. So I like to go down because it's cold here and it's great there, but there's so much greatness and power that comes from the vulnerability of everyone sharing stories about like, how do we keep our teams engaged? How do we help burnout? What are we going to do as we go into another year of the pandemic? But it's very cool. So when we talk a lot about that, I think it always goes back to like, what is your, for me, like, what's my purpose? And 
you know, I do run hard, but what people fail to realize is like the travel is super invigorating for me. I get to go touch a lot of people's lives. And when I hear people say, okay, we tried this, or we tried this, like Montana and Tennessee are my two fav favorite states at the moment because they're the groups that I've gotten to go to a couple of times now and talk. And then I come back and I hear what organizations have done or they show me or they, they like in Montana, I got to see the plans of people that were like, hey, we started this advocacy program. Can you look at this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's happening. And so mm -hmm. it's one of the things I wish the industry would do a better job of is sharing these success stories because that's what gets me excited. It's like, oh, it's not just me saying this. People actually like th this is happening. And then you hear the success stories of an injured worker. And yes, I know people have a lot of cases on their desks. I don't want to call them claims because these are families. But that ripple effect is so incredibly huge. And I think about it even within our relationships within the workers' compensation space. One conversation that we have with someone else can completely change the trajectory of your day. And I wish people understood that in a bigger concept because, you know, we're heading into another year of an unforeseen circumstance. I just got told today that our university is going virtual for the first two weeks of the semester. Mm. And I'm teaching an 8 a.m. class. So I uh. think, oh my gosh, my students are going to be so tired and probably not, not alert, but it'll right, be okay. Right. We'll make mm -hmm. it. So then it's like, okay, fill myself first and then project it out. And so I think, I mean, burnout's real. I definitely was really tired after WCI, but I think we've got to remember the impact that we have. And I love going back to like our families and our children and thinking about like, what do they see? What future do we hold for them tomorrow? And I've been talking a lot recently on mentorship, but what are we giving back? Because I think the one thing that makes me empowered more than anything is that ability to go share my story with someone else so they can have a different path and not make the same mistakes that I did, or they can figure out, okay, this is for me, this isn't for me. What do you think about this? And really trying to create what the future is gonna look like. Because the thing that I've realized in this space is that if we don't do it, nobody else is gonna do it either. Right. So be that change that you wanna see. And then when you start to see those ripples of people stepping into their authentic self or stepping into leadership roles that they might not have been given a chance to in the previously, those are those moments that we've got to do a better job of celebrating and really bringing to light because that's what the beauty of this is. We technically, I really wish workers' compensation was branded as social work because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. We get to help people that cannot help themselves in a system that wasn't designed for ease of use. It's no different than you know a lot of the other government entities. We just need to think about it in terms of we're here to help people. We're here to make good things happen for people. And yes, I know there's always going to be the one off, but get your negativity out of my space because you can just turn on the news if you want that. Right. Protect your energy, put up some boundaries and go be awesome for people. I love it. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, I know you do speaking engagements, um, any questions that they might have because they want to empower their team or or they want to change the culture in their business uh, so that it's more in line with what we talked about these past couple of weeks. Um, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Find me on LinkedIn is probably mm -hmm. the easiest way. Um, my LinkedIn is glitter and sparkles because that is what I want to leave in this industry so that by the time whatever happens when I'm many moons gone, probably like in 35, 40 years from now, uh, there will be a beautiful blazing trail of butter and sparkles. <laughs> I love it. Dr. Claire Musselman, thank you so much for these past couple of weeks. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for being with us.
Likewise, thank you so much, Todd. Love what you guys are doing at Reemployability. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening this week to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please, please, please let us know. You can email Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. Yashika Williams is back with us next week to give us an attorney's perspective into 2022 and help get you up to speed on workers' comp trends in the law. See you next week. Have an awesome and impactful rest of your day.